Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Some of you may have noted that this is the second time we went live this evening. May I apologize for my salty language in the second video we had before? <laughs> We didn't know we went live. It was a mistake. (laughs) It was an accident. Well, I mean, we did know, but it was a little too late because once you hit go, it has to start before you can stop it. Yeah. And uh, as you know, we had a little sound problem last night, and so we were trying to work it out. And so we were trying to just record ourselves and listen and make sure we had fixed it. Mm -hmm. When um, I realized that we were actually set to not just record, but go live, and then it was too late, and... And I said a bad word. and I don't know. Anyway, that's what happened. <laughs> and some one of you immediately found it and sent it to us, like, yeah. instantly. So you were nice enough to say, uh, did you do this on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, no, we did not. But, you know, you, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen when, when you're listening to the Psychic Sisters. Because we, don't we are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's what uh, happened. What? <laughs> What did I say? I said, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> because I was trying to stop it, you know, because we weren't ready and yeah, hadn't meant to do that. We were just trying to fix that I was too quiet last night. I was already embarrassed because I'd been talking about all this great new technology and setup I have. And then people are like, oh, you're too quiet. We can't hear you. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> Could have said it right there, too. Thought about it. Uh, you know. So we're traveling a little with making fools of ourselves tonight. A so little. And whenever you get new technology up. with sound, it takes a little time, you know, to get it mm-hmm. all worked out and stuff. And that yeah. is definitely what happened. So anyway. Yeah. Hi, guys. Glad you're here. <laughs> hey, really Katie. Are. How's it going? <laughs> you know, this is definitely the best part of my day right here, right now. <laughs> I have not felt good today. I've been kind of grumpy. I did get some really nice projects poured. We had a, we have a little cousin who miscarried a set of twins at 16 weeks last week. And it's just freaking heartbreaking. And I was making her a memento, you know, a keepsake. And Mm. I poured those today for her and her husband. And they are so pretty. And I'm so excited to give them to her. So, yeah. And some other funeral flowers for another cousin. I'll tell you guys, our cousins have struggled lately. Oh, we have. Yeah. Bad. Had a lot of loss. So mm-hmm. anyway, I actually was working on keepsakes for a few people today. And I don't know why, but there's a shadow that makes me look like I have a mustache. I don't. I don't know why it looks like that. I I, I, I don't. I feel as though you are the <laughs> only person who sees that because uh, I don't see it. Really? Okay, yeah. good. It's just something I'm seeing. Good Lord. Okay. Okay, don't see that I have a mustache, and also please know that I don't have a mustache, okay? <laughs> Even if you did, I don't care. Yep. Then if you have it. a mustache, okay, good job. It's fine. Whatever. Rock yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that's me. I, I've been fairly unmotivated today, to be honest. I dropped my daughter off this morning for her very last. She's a senior this year, so this is her senior year of softball very last big trip with all of her teammates. And a lot of these girls have been on her team for a lot of years. 
Uh, her dad, my husband coaches them in the summer. I mean, these are our girls, you know. Oh, yeah. When they have a problem, they call us. When their cars don't start, they call us. When they can't get their jewelry out, they're here at 1130 at night. When, you know, they're having a horrible thing when at they home, can't they're at my house. Jewelry out. Yeah. Yeah. Does that last mean? week, last week I had someone here with uh that couldn't get their dates out and they can't play with the dates. <laughs> she was at my house okay, at 11 like, 30 after her mom had worked on it for two hours to see if I had jewelry tools that I could pull it out. I was scared to death. I was going to kill her if I, I got it out. But well, good. anyway, these are our girls, you know? Yeah, so I yeah. load them on the bus this morning with big bags of treats and snacks and hugs. And I cried all the way home. Oh, <laughs> I like, dang it. The last one. Yeah. See me now. Yeah. Senior year is hard. All the yeah. like finality of it. And it she's is. very likely going to go on and play college softball. So it's not like this is it for softball. Right. But those girls, they just, ah, they got me. Yeah. Darn it. Poor Scott. I called him and cried and cried. And he's like, okay, like, you got to get a hold of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I'm a guy. I don't know what to do with this. Like, right. And he's like, Scott you know, hates crying. Hey, oh, he hates, hates it. crying. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. And he's mm-hmm. like, honestly, like, I have, uh, you know, he's like, we still have summer ball. We still have college ball. It's like, like, we're not done with softball. I'm like, yeah, but our girls, he's like, uh, one of those former girls was at our house till midnight last night. Do you think they're going anywhere? No, <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. But oh, momming. God. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's tough. It is. I agree. Mm-hmm. So let's start yeah. off with our general question on our live streams. What did you make for yeah. dinner? Oh, not a damn thing. It's looking a lot like a Costa Vida salad up in here. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. Like a Costa Vida salad. I like the nachos yeah. better, but you know, salad's more healthy. Yeah. Uh, I made beef stew, but it wasn't done before the live stream, so I haven't eaten anything, but sometime tonight yeah. I will. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I, so what did you all eat not- for dinner? Feel free to share. Yeah. Hopefully it's not just a spoonful of peanut butter around here, but it could be. <laughs> Because unfortunately, I actually had a lot to do today that I have not done. So I'm going to have to find that motivation after this show and like do shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to dress up a spoonful of peanut butter, (laughs) some sugar-free white chocolate chips are pretty darn good in there. I'm just saying. (laughs) When you're low-carb bad, you find a way to improvise. Yeah, you do. You totally do. Uh, mm-hmm. Bianca says chicken salads as well. Nice. Jessica, yeah. frozen pizza. Mm, solidarity. She's having a, a busy night. Uh, JR, chicken noodle soup. Patricia, pork chops, cauliflower, and salad. Ooh, look at you. All girl. right. Ladies, way to go. It. I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, I'll be over. Mm-hmm. Most of yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> we have lots of stew if you want to come over here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Homemade tacos with rice and beans. Nice. Oh, Kate. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she freaking Kate. misses white chocolate. Okay. Lily's mm-hmm. white chocolate chips or bars. Mm-hmm. They have both. Mm-hmm. So Super good. Super good. Still keto. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yep. Or like ham sandwich. at Christmas time, they had the white chocolate peppermint chips. Oh. Oh, my God. The Lily's chocolate chips, the Lily's, yeah. um, you know, sugar-free chocolate chips are fabulous. Mm-hmm. All the Lily's stuff has, you know, really been nice for me as a diabetic and as a keto person. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris says, senior year always gets you down. Poor mama. I know. My God, it's yeah. tearing my heart out. Yeah. I have There's not no ordered her time. cap and gown. And you guys, it's so late. It is Uh-oh. stupidly late. Yeah. And every day she's like, uh, we should probably order my cap and gown. And I'm like, yeah, but we, we should probably do that. Yeah. Good Lord. I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, Renee found organic okay. toaster pastries at natural grocers. Nice. Mm, nice. Mm. Oh, Jessica Bean. Oh, she muffed up her foot. Dang oh, it. I'm sorry to hear that. She's doing easy things like freezer pizza. Well, amen. Yeah, you should. that and DoorDash. Hopefully you're okay. Right. Yeah. Patricia says she loves cooking. You know, I do too. It's just time, you know. Mm-hmm. I like cooking. I like making things from scratch, but... Mm-hmm. I don't always have time to, but tonight I made beef stew. So I know you rock. You did it. Yeah, I did. I did do it. I did. Well, I'm as impressed. you know, this is the psychic hour. You mm-hmm. might not have known because we have not talked about anything psychic yet. Um, <laughs> we will, though. We will be doing plenty of readings on this show. So if you have a reading request, feel free to put it in the chat. But Katie and I thought we would give a little energy read first. You know, we read for lots of people Mm -hmm. and you start to see patterns emerging and kind of a feel for what's going on out there in the energy verse. And so we thought we'd talk about that a little bit. So Katie, what do you think? What have you been seeing? Oh, so last week and leading into this week, anxiety through the roof. Yeah. Even people who don't typically have anxiety I heard from multiple people that either they or one of their teenagers had a panic attack and had never had one before. Oh, weird. Horrible anxiety. Just for empaths and, you know, people who maybe don't realize they're an empath alike, but it was awful. So part of that is that I've done a ton of grounding work for clients lately. Yeah. And I have a few uh, ideas about that. And I think I'll take you guys through an exercise today to work on your root chakra because Here's what's happened. We have had so many earthquakes globally here in the last couple of weeks, like Mm -hmm. a ton. Not a lot of enormous ones, though. There's been a few, but plenty. We had a volcanic eruption in Iceland. The earth is shaking. And when she really starts doing that, she starts kicking us out. So your root chakra Mm -hmm. is connected to the earth. That is where your energy recycles. It's what grounds you. So if you think about a car, right, and the... Red wire is what actually runs the power. But if the black wire is not hooked up, nothing happens because the black wire grounds the energy. Well, think about your root chakra in that capacity, right? So if you can't get grounded to the earth, then your root chakra becomes ungrounded. And then all the energy that should be running back into the earth to be recycled and cleared from you is just getting bigger and bigger in your head, in your chest. So we're talking about anxiety, depression, overthinking, you're a hot mess, right? And that's mm-hmm. what I think is the part of the root cause of it. I have two theories. I'll, I'll share both, but that's the big mm-hmm. part of it, I think. So when it gets like that, I usually try to help people to ground to the elements, not just the earth. Right. Because sometimes it's not enough because she's done with our shit, you know, and kicking right. us out. And so we have to ground elsewhere. So I'll tell you, I think uh, when I'm done, with this, I'll, I'll take you guys through that and, and help you ground in another way. It's really mm-hmm. tough. But um, the other part of that anxiety, I think, 
it's been an interesting time because the winter solstice usually puts us to bed. It's a really sleepy energy. It slows our energy down a lot. It kind of settles us. Well, we were amping up into the spring equinox. We had a turn of the wheel on Saturday. Right. That's what I was thinking. mm -hmm, And the spring equinox jolts us awake, right? Get up, get out of bed and get your chores done, right? So I think that we had that like building and that kind of anxiety with the, the turn of the wheel as well as what's happening with the earth. And it's just created a real um, cocktail for anxiety, for depression. I think people that uh, typically do have some struggles with mental illness were probably a little more over the top than normal. Yeah. Uh, it's just been one of those times or, or a lot more over the top, even, you know, we're seeing some of that. So right. that's my theory on that. That's been the biggest this week though, like the last few days, it's been more people feeling very prickly and defensive and, you know, defensive, defending their family, their job, their whatever, their home, and mm-hmm. very defensive with other people that maybe do or don't actually mean an offense. And so that's, those are the things that I've really noticed. What have you noticed? I've noticed a lot of need for developing better boundaries. I have been talking to a lot of people that have been allowing some ridiculous shit out of people around them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so I, a lot of relationship boundaries and friendship boundaries. And then I've talked to a lot of people recently who haven't been in a relationship for a while and are beginning to wonder if maybe they will ever be in a relationship again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ever, you know, the, the, the key words that I frankly hate because I just think they're so hurtful, twin flame or mm-hmm. soulmate. Yeah. And that is such a challenge for me because, you know, as a relationship coach, as a social worker, as a healer and a psychic, I know that there's way more than one person on this planet for anybody. And, you know, I know lots of people like those words and that's fine if you like them. But when it becomes destructive, when it becomes I'm allowing some ridiculous ridiculous crap in my relationship because this person is my twin flame or my uh, soulmate or whatever that like if if you've assigned them that moniker then now they can get away with anything and I've really been seeing a lot of that and you know okay I I understand the the soulmate twin flame connection I'm not convinced that we fully understand what that means Or what that even is. Uh But here's what I know. You don't have to let anybody hurt you or treat you badly in a relationship no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. You know, soulmates and twin flames can break up and can get divorced and can decide to be just friends. Those Uh are all things that can happen in those relationships. And I have seen a ton of that lately. It also doesn't mean that if you end a relationship that was supposed to be a twin flame or a soulmate, that you won't find something else that's better. You know, just because someone's in your life doesn't mean they're necessarily meant to be there forever. And if they are making choices that do not honor that connection, that relationship, what the hell? You don't have to stay in that. No, this has opened the door for domestic violence. 
as well as just for some, you know, for cheating and a lot of bad behavior. I don't know. I hate it. Me too. Me too, because it becomes so abusive. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, it's something I've been really needing to speak up about because I see it so much. The hotline that I work on is mostly relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, I wrote a book on relationships. I do lots of relationship work, but this is something that I just, oh, I hate to see people allowing themselves to be hurt because they think spiritually they're supposed to. I got to tell you, spiritually, you're not ever supposed to get hurt. Like, no. There's no requirement of here, stay with this shitty person who is treating you like crap because spiritually you're supposed to. No, I'm sorry. Those things don't go together at all. No, no. they don't. And, you know, I I truly believe that some people are going to be in one relationship their whole life and other people just aren't. They're yeah. going to be multiple relationships for various reasons. Maybe it's how you bring your children into the world, or maybe it's because you are a very complex person and you need different things and you change a lot over time. You know, there are lots of things. Or maybe there, it's because the person you're with makes some terrible decisions. Yes, you know? absolutely. I mean, there's absolutely. only half of this that you have any control over. And, right, you know, 100%. Not- sounds so cynical, but it's true that we've seen a lot of really dark stuff because of this idea of twin flames. It's a fun, you know, romantic idea, uh, you know, in, in yeah. the beginning. Or, But I've also seen a lot of people miss out on some good relationships, some good stuff coming to them yeah. because they didn't know if it was their soulmate or twin flame. Yeah. It, it's a very concerning trend. I agree. It is. And, you know, the bottom line is your relationship should raise you up. You should feel better in a relationship. Your relationship should make you feel good. And if it doesn't, it's okay to move on to something else. So, I don't know. I've been singing that song like crazy lately. Because it's so important that the, the first and foremost, most important thing about a relationship is do you feel happy in this relationship? Do you feel good about yourself? Is your life going in the direction you want it to go in this relationship? If the answer is no, get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. You know? And your relationship isn't, you know, I mean, you're you're responsible for your happiness and fulfillment, for sure. But if you're with a person all day, every day of your life, who makes you feel like crap, you're not taking good responsibility of your happiness. Okay. No, and you do not deserve that. No. And, you know, these cosmic connections, I mean, I, it's not that I doubt they exist because I, I, I do know that they exist and there are, you know, we've talked a lot about past lives on this show too. And that, you know, I, I do a lot of past life um, attachment clearing because Uh there's so much uh, to be done, you know, there as well. But it becomes an excuse. And that's where we have to really work on it. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt. That's oh, been my big yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought it up. It's a really important conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I, you know, and I wanted to address, like Terry says, I wonder about a relationship. I just can't meet anyone. You know, when, when the right person comes around for you, you will. I mean, the yeah. thing is, relationships can be pretty cosmic. And sometimes you 
I have to wait for the right person to show up. And I, I hate to put it that way because I know that's kind of shitty. Like, but I'm lonely. I want to be a, I get it. But sometimes what happens is then you force yourself into a relationship that sucks. Yeah. Because it's or, better than no relationship at all. Yeah. Or you constantly beat yourself up because you're not in one. I hear this from right. people all the time. What am I doing wrong? What energy am I holding wrong? What is what have I created here? Mm-hmm. Could it just be that the right person hasn't come in yet? It def- no. definitely could be. And it could be yeah. a lot of other things too. You know, like I work on this issue with people all the time, do a bunch of attachment clearing and belief clearing and stuff from your past that might really be hanging you up. And it might also be that you've gotten smarter and pickier. And so the person that fits your requirements just hasn't come through the door yet. Because mm-hmm. really, I mean, getting smarter and pickier about relationships is a good thing if you've had trouble with relationships. And so waiting for that right person to come along is there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. My here's, here's what I have to say, Terry, to you, particularly live your life and be happy. Do what you want to do. And when the right person comes along that just fits like a puzzle piece into your life. Great. But until they do, don't change anything. I see a lot of making, you know, changing your life for somebody. No, that is never going to be a happy relationship. So for you, Terry, you will find somebody. (laughs) She says, I may be too picky now. No, you are not too picky. But you know what you want and what you don't want and hold out for the right thing. Yeah, That's all. But live your life. Don't wait for somebody. Go do all the stuff you want to do. Go do the the fun things. Do the work you want to do. Do everything. And if that right person comes along and fits in, great. And if not, you're taking great care of yourself. And that's what matters. Absolutely. And it's so frequent that people, the, the right thing comes along when you're not really looking hard for it. You know, it's amazing to me. How often people fall into, you know, the right thing when they're not fighting very hard for it. Right. Yeah. 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 It's so often. Yeah. You're not even trying. You're not even looking. And then you're like, whoa, this is like the one I feel it, you know. Cooper's friend had great advice. She said, I ask others if this person who is causing you so much pain didn't have a title attached to their name. Example, mom, dad, uncle, etc." Would you choose to have them in your life? I think it's yeah. a great question to ask yourself. Yeah, it is a great question to ask yourself. It's super important. I think all of us as empaths and as, you know, metaphysical, spiritual people, we put up with too much shit. We do. That whole love and light thing mm-hmm. only goes so far, you know. It's, it's and, trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does because there is a point in which you have to say, but I'm not taking good care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not setting clear boundaries this is not okay. You know, having love and light for other people, you also have to have boundaries and hold them responsible, you know, absolutely, and hold yourself responsible. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite questions is if this was your best friend, what would you tell her? Yes, me too. Frequently clients will pause and go, I tell her to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I know. Frankie says, one thing I learned, it shouldn't be that hard to be with someone. It shouldn't be a chore or hurtful all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's this, I can't remember who said it, but your relationship should make you good. It should be good and feel happy 80% of the time. Yeah. 
you know, everybody has their challenges, but if you're, you know, think about it for a minute, is your relationship 80% good? If it's yeah. not, take a look. Yeah. What and are you hanging on to? It doesn't necessarily mean leaving. Sometimes no. it means counseling, you know, yeah. sometimes it means better communication, better boundaries. It doesn't just immediately spell, you know, right. Like you're done so, but if it's a new relationship and all of these things are happening, yeah. hard. Red flags, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth said, I could have used this advice in my 20s. Right. <laughs> Terry said her as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, you know, we learn a lot as we grow, right? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm 45 and I just take no shit from anyone anywhere anymore. <laughs> I had a little, I had a little to do with some kid on the phone kid I call him a kid he was probably 25 at, at the bank a couple the days old ago. lady <laughs> I know but, you know I do find like I just don't put up with shit anywhere anymore like you give me trouble you are going to be sorry young man and later I was like oh my god I sounded just like my mom and my grandma but he was, I needed to raise the limit on my debit card for a day to pay some stuff and he was it was the most patriarchal luxury well, well, you know, I'm not sure we should do that. We, you know, I'm like, uh, excuse me, this is my account and my money. You're doing it, you little. <clears throat> <laughs> I was pissed, and he said. So I said, so if I need to do this again, I have to call you. Do this again, and he said yes. And I said, am I going to get the same lecture next time? <laughs> oh no, you did and not. <laughs> I did, and he just went silent and went, well, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah right no what are you doing telling people what to do with their money you don't know you don't know me yeah you don't know anyway. my story <laughs> right. yeah so I do think we learn this stuff as we get older you yeah. know and, and you're right you know it would have been nice to know it in your 20s but now we know yeah we For take sure. no shit man we don't have to put up with anything mm-hmm. our grandma was so sassy our mom's mom oh boy she would have been the one on the phone. She would have dr- driven down there, man. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm going she had a, you a little. Mm, she had a bad morning one time that uh, I've never gotten over because yeah. it's so freaking funny. So she took herself out to breakfast, went to a little coffee shop near her house that she likes, a little diner. And she was not a big fan of kids. She just never was. Little kids. Older kids, she was great. Not even us when we were. Oh, no, no. But as we got older, you know, then it was fine. But little yeah. kids are not her jam. So she's eating, trying to drink her coffee and, you know, and there's a family in the booth next to her that have a bunch of little kids and it's rowdy and it's wild and she's annoyed. And some little kid keeps looking at her over the booth. And now remember, these are LDS communities where, you know, Mormons don't drink coffee. Right. And you'd be surprised sometimes at the looks you will get, even now, and treatment of coffee. Like, you order like it in a, a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Or something. Like, like, you'll have a waiter or waitress bring it to you like they're carrying something really terrible. But anyways, yes. so, so that's kind of the culture. Mm-hmm. So she's drinking her coffee. And this kid is standing on the, the booth, or, you know, standing on his seat, looking over her booth and staring at her and goes, Coffee? You're not supposed to drink coffee because you'll go to hell, huh, mom? And his mom's going, oh, turn around and sit down, honey. And, <laughs> and so she says in typical our grandma Marion style, 
shut up. <laughs> so she tells off like a five year old. So yeah. she yeah. leaves there, bad and done, and heads to the Dale bread store by her house that she liked to go and get treats and stuff in because she was diabetic and wasn't supposed to. So that is for sure what she was going to do. Yeah. And yeah. she pulls up there, and there is a woman in the window kind of standing there with her hand on her hip, staring at her. Yeah. And she stares and stares and stares. And grandma is getting madder and madder and madder because why the hell is that lady staring at her? And she's finally so pissed off about it and frustrated that she hops out of her car and she heads in there to confront this lady about why are you staring at me? Guys, she was a mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, diabetic retinopathy, pretty bad by that point in her life. (laughs) Yeah. Clearly, probably shouldn't have been driving at that point. But anyway, she headed right in the bread store, the hostess store, to have a fight with a mannequin that day. Now, luckily, she laughed about it and called us to tell us about the whole morning. And it was funny. But that was the kind of sass she had. Like, you didn't mess with her. You didn't stare at her from the bread store window. No. (laughs) Your your snot-nosed brat didn't tell her not to drink coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you know where I get it. This is from whence we, yeah. These are yeah. the, the girls from which we are the loins from which we sprung, right? Exactly. <laughs> I hear it in my voice, like in my tone of voice and the language that I use. I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I have become my mom and my grandma. <laughs> Not a bad thing, but you know, maybe that kid at the bank will be a little less of an asshole next time somebody calls to ask to raise the limit on their debit card. Maybe so. Well, you and know. maybe not. I don't know. I did stun him pretty good with that whole, will I get this same lecture again? I, he didn't speak for like 10 seconds. He was like, it <gasps> <laughs> yeah. says baby mansplaining. Yes. Yeah. That was exactly what was that. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah. The little coffee kid as well. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty we're Gen X. We're Gen X. We learned early not to take shit. Yeah, that is so true. Mm -hmm. I am not nearly as sensitive as our kids are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just from, you know, Mm -hmm. we also, you know, had to fend for ourselves a lot more than they have ever had. Uh, Okay. Well, shall we? Do yeah. some readings since that's what we're here to do. Oh no, we have to talk about this. Moonbeam oh, no. says that sounds like me when someone tries to insult my dogs. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, you come for my dogs or my cats, you are going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh I yeah, that is such a thing. Once when uh, I was duly married, like I was pretty young, and my sister-in-law was a teenager, and she was in my car with me, and my dog, I had a little chewini that was sitting on her lap and she pushed him hard into the bottom of the car, like shoved him on her lap. And I looked at her and I said, this is his car, not yours. And she (laughs) goes, well, I don't want him to sit on my lap. And I said, then you should sit in the back seat. This is his car. That's where he rides. Then I don't know. Then I was the asshole, but you know, you don't insult. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yesterday I was in big trouble at my house because Mm -hmm. I told Fiona, our little pig, that she's getting a fat butt. Oh, well, that didn't go over well. Scott was furious. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she's a pig. Isn't she supposed to have a fat butt? I'm just, well, uh, you know. 
brooch. She's got a fat butt. It's just that it's spring. She's been laying around the house all winter long. She'll run it off in the summer. But yes, she does. True. But apparently, we're not allowed to say that. Oh. <laughs> that hurts her little piggy feelings, does it? I see. Mm-mm. It hurt her piggy daddy's feelings. Her piggy yeah. daddy's feelings. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm thinking yes. we should probably do some now. Just so you know, the super chat is on. If you want to oh, yeah. buy a sticker that does give us a little tip for doing a reading for you, which we appreciate. It's not expected or required, but you know, it is also appreciated. For sure. Okay. Uh, let's do a grounding first, and then we'll. Yes, we're gonna do. I I clearly yeah. could use it because I'm all over the place. So. I know I could too. Actually, <laughs> hot mess. Okay, you're gonna sit with your feet on the floor. Let's take a few deep breaths here to get centered. So I'm going to ask you to focus your consciousness on your root chakra. This is the lowest part of your energy body from the fork of your legs to the floor, to the bottoms of your feet. So first, I would like you to envision red tree roots growing from the bottoms of your feet deep, deep, deep into the earth. Connecting you to her, to Mother Earth. And let those roots grow deep into the earth. Allowing your energy to intermingle with hers and allowing her energy to run up through your body, clear to the top of your head and back down into the earth. Good. Now, Going back to that chakra, I would like you to pull a silver thread of light and send it deep into the universe and bury it in the sun, connecting you to the element of fire. Now let's pull another silver thread of light from that root, and I'd like you to send it to a body of water. Doesn't matter what. It could be a lake, a stream, an ocean, any body of water that sings to your soul. I'd like you to send that chord there now. Connecting you to the element of water. Now go ahead and pull one more silver thread of light from your root and send it deep into the universe, connecting you to the energy of air or wind. Now you are connected to the earth, to fire, to water, and to air. Perfect. Okay, so you can come on back. Yep, perfect. Okay. Awesome, thank you, that was really good. So anytime that you feel like you can't get grounded and stay grounded, take a look at what's going on globally. And if it seems like the earth is on the move, like she is right now, try that to see if you can get grounded to some other elements. That usually helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. it definitely does, it definitely does. Kind of terrified me to bury a, a thread in the sun. And then I was like, this is energy. I'm not going to burn up. Jeez, what's your problem? 
I actually love the way that one feels. Every time I do that, yeah, I feel like something like burns through me that's burning away some, you know, whatever debris I don't need. Yeah. I like it. And by the way, Cranky says, it's okay. It's the pandemic. We all have a fat butt now. (laughs) I started with one. Correct. (laughs) Okay. So let's get to some reading requests here. So Renee is wondering, Katie, if she has, you've got any news on Teddy, her missing cat. She said, I have more flyers and plan on distributing them on the east side of my neighborhood. I think that's wise, Renee. I did check in with him when I saw this message earlier uh, when the show started, and I still feel like he's here. I don't feel like he's passed. I feel like he's still on the planet. Why isn't he coming home? Because he's a cat. Yeah, he's being a jerk. He's just, he's off on a big tear. I feel like he's further away from the last time you and I spoke, though. I'm going to tell you that. I feel like he's traveled further. He's on quite the walkabout. I did check in with him, Renee, and ask him yet again to please find his way home, that you are worried and need to know that he's okay. I will tell you, though, that he doesn't feel scared to me. He doesn't feel hungry to me or injured to me. I feel like he's okay. He's outliving it up. So, I really wish this wasn't happening. I know it's really uh, gut-wrenching for you, but I do want you to know that he's okay. So I did ask him yet again to just, uh, you know, knock it off and go home. He's ass home right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cats are yeah. so naughty when it comes to this. Yeah. The worst. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Andrea says, just lost a little one to unknown causes. A friend's baby. I was blessed with the opportunity to babysit him whenever I needed a baby fix. He was seven months old and they're doing an autopsy to reveal what killed him, Mm. which is awful. But I wondered if maybe we could just do a collective group, um, you know, moment of silence for this baby and to send some energy to Andrea and the baby's family. Yeah. Yes. So everybody just take a moment and let's send some love to Andrea and her friend and their family. Okay. Thank you guys. Sometimes we just need it in numbers, right? To Yes. Yeah. And Andrea, the, um, we're so sorry. Oh my gosh. That is just awful. Yeah. Okay. So let's see here. I'm scrolling. Oh, okay. Bianca. Bianca would like to know, is there potential for me to have my own spiritual metaphysical business what do you think oh yes yeah i absolutely believe that's true um i kind of see a little bit of online and a little bit of in person that that it'll be that the potential here is for you to do something that is uh a hybrid of both Mm -hmm. i could see you bianca start in the sense of maybe doing some psychic fairs some you know, spiritual events and things like that. And I know that's been a little more challenging this last year because a lot of places probably haven't had anything like that. But 
I feel like you need to start thinking about exactly what that would look like, what you would offer, and then start looking around, not just your area, but expand a little bit too, Mm -hmm. and look for opportunities to do so. I could even see you maybe renting a room in an existing business, uh, you know, or, you know, doing guest appearances, things like that. I feel like that's where it starts. And then you'll start growing it from there. But I also feel like there's a good potential here for a website, an Etsy store or something like that, where you maybe sell some metaphysical stuff as well as offer some services. So mm-hmm. yes, to you, you. Need, you need a community. Yeah. Because this kind of work is really never done alone. So you need to see what you've got. And you may already know to some extent, but like Katie's saying, you know, go out and see what's already out there and happening that you can piggyback on. Mm-hmm to get connected into your local metaphysical community. Cause you know, even in little old Idaho falls, Idaho, there's a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. Thanks in part to us, but you know, then continued on with other people as well. But there's a, there's a big community here. And so you might be surprised about where you live if there is, but I'll bet you there is. Mm -hmm. You start looking. I think so too. Look for spiritual churches, Mm -hmm. look for metaphysical stores, look for yoga studios, look for, uh, bookstores there's there's a genre there yep the other part of that i want to tell you bianca is nobody's going to give you permission to do it but you yeah right nobody there there's in this line of work nobody finally says okay you're ready that's on you to give yourself permission to do it it definitely but is. It definitely I feel like is. if you would start, because I know you've been studying forever and gathering information and helping and working on it. And I feel like if you just got a little success under your belt, you would be just guns a blazing. I, I feel like there's something there for you. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I, that's really good advice, Katie, because I, you know, we definitely went through that too. Like there's no one that's going to knock on your door one day and say, okay, you're ready. Get out right. there and hang out your shingle. No. Mm-mm. That is 100% on you. Yep. But you can do it. I yep. have no doubt. Okay. Katie, will you take this one? I'm going to I'm gonna do some energy healing for RJ. Jackie would like to know what's coming up for her career-wise. Yes, but Jackie, I feel really lost on your question. And I would really like to hone it in a little bit so I can give you the very best uh, work that I can. So what I want to ask from you is a couple of things. Are you expanding an existing career or are you looking? I feel like I just need to get really clear on that so I can go in the right direction. I don't want to waste your time. So I will watch for your comment. But if you'll just get a little more specific on that so that we can do our best work, I would really love that. Awesome. Okay. Well, then uh, JR would really like some healing work for their uncle. And will they get their stimulus check? Okay. You are going to get your stimulus check, but it seems like it's going to take a while. Like it might even happen with the tax filing or something. I do think you're getting it. But yeah, for some reason, it seems like it's going to take some time. But let's take a look at the uncle. Yeah, he is not in a good way, is he? All right. I'm going to just put a lot of green light, a lot of healing around him first. You know, and I looked at him the other day with you and I wondered then, and I still wonder what's more broken here, his body or his heart. There's mm-hmm. a lot of pain in him. Yeah. So a lot of healing around him. I'm going to do some work specifically for his heart. 
And one thing I want you to know is that he's struggling to see that there are people out there that care about him or why there are people out there that care about him. That's kind of where his mindset is right now, just so you know. And I know that you have been doing your best to make sure he does know that he's cared about. So I, I want to advocate for you there that I know that you've been trying and I just want you to know that that's kind of where he's been as he feels a little unworthy of love and attention. Yeah. All right. Lots of light around him. We'll just continue to, uh, you know, send our best to him. I'm so sorry. He's having a really hard time. Yeah. That's really challenging. Yeah. Dang it. Uh, RJ. So RJ, you had a gigantic crown chakra. So sometimes the crown chakra can look like a big record on the top of your head playing like, you know, a repetitive, like the same song over and over again, or thoughts over and over again, like a record on repeat. That's what I really found in you, all this pressure up there in your head and in your upper chakras. So I did a bunch of clearing there and just balanced your energy body. And I think you're going to feel a lot better, but you really, I feel like you've been way in your head. Okay. Let's go to Elizabeth. Jackie, actually. Oh, well, you've got Jackie. Oh, I've got Jackie. Yeah. Well, let's hear it. So she said she wanted to know, will she be switching jobs soon? She's at a turning point mm. and working on figuring out what to do. I believe you will. I feel like where you are is not going to honor what the, let's see, how do I put this the very best? They are not going to respect the level of education and experience that you have as much as someone else will coming in. As in, they're going to continue to use and abuse you in a way that, uh, not that they're necessarily abusive, but I don't feel like they're going to pay you what you're worth because you're, you've been there so long yeah. or the time that you've been there. I just, I feel like it's just not your place anymore and that you could move on to someone else who would bring you in at a higher level than where you are with making more money, with more responsibilities, just a better fit. I don't think that you'll do it for a few months. I feel like it's going to take the world settling down a little bit again for this change to happen. Jackie, I would really expect that we're going to see you change jobs by August, if not a little sooner and maybe a little sooner. But yeah, I feel like where you are, you're spent. You're done. I, I don't see you staying. Nice. Yep. It's nice when change comes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Katie, Elizabeth, if you'll remember Elizabeth, came on a couple of months ago. It was a little soon to get a reading from her dad who'd passed. Yes. But she would like to try again if you're up for that. I saw that, Elizabeth, and I was excited because I feel like it's, we're absolutely there now. So oh, let's tune into dad. He said, I've been waiting too, <laughs> sweetheart. He's been working really hard to get your attention, though, to see you in dreams and to make sure that he's around. He said he feels like it's really important uh, for his family to understand that he didn't leave them. Ooh, that really hits a nerve with him, actually. He does not want anyone to think that he left them or gave up on them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's adapted really quickly. So he wants you to know that he's fine. Oh, he said he doesn't like anyone worrying about him or fussing over him. So he doesn't want you guys, you know, 
he, he doesn't like tears shed on his behalf. And I told him, well, that's too damn bad you know, <laughs> because that's going to happen because they miss you and they're going to cry about you. And he, he kind of, kind of acknowledged that, but he said that he wants, uh, you know, he, he wants to move forward. Like he doesn't like this, the grieving period very much, but, uh, again, too bad because <laughs> people are going to grieve him and mm -hmm. that's okay. But he wants to move on from that to being more, um, helpful. I feel like he was somebody who never sat down, you know, that always had to have something, fixing something, working on something, you know, he was a true, uh, work all day kind of guy. And even now he's like, let's get to work. He keeps doing this. Let's get to work. So I said, okay, so how do you want to get to work? And he said, I tell her to call me when she needs me. <laughs> so how do you call him when you need him? Well, just like that. Right. Yep. When my mom died, one of the first things she told me after she died was I will only ever be a whisper away. And that has proved to be absolutely true with her. And I know it's true for you guys with your loved ones. And so Elizabeth, for you, really just saying, hey, can you help me with this? Um, so what can he help you with? Literally anything you can think of in some way, you know, maybe he can't, uh, you know, fix, replace the starter in your car, but he can help you look for solutions. He can help encourage you. Dads are awesome at helping to find new relationships. And they're awesome at helping to manifest new jobs. But, you know, you know him. And, but the, the thing is, is, with people that have passed, they want to help you, but they're not mind readers. They don't just know everything because they've crossed over. They still need you to tell them what you need help with. So keep talking to him. He says you already have been. So keep talking to him. Keep bringing that to him. Um, he rides with you. It looks like in the car, maybe a lot. He, I see him like shotgun that he, he's been palling around with you already. So keep talking and give him some things to do. He really, really wants something to do. So, but he's good. He wants you to know he's good. And awesome. no fussing. No fussing. <laughs> Hates it. <laughs> That's funny. That sounds like a dad kind of thing to say, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, Sydney says, one of my close friends, Megan, unfortunately committed suicide last month. I'm so sorry. I was wondering if she was okay or had a message. I tried to reach her before she died, but couldn't. And, you know, I have been tuning into Megan. And the first thing I want to tell you is that she is okay. The first thing that I check with someone who has completed a suicide is to make sure that they crossed all the way over. Sometimes people who die this way, get stuck or get stuck part way. Uh, that, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's mm -hmm. not easy to put it into words. That can be a really terrifying and painful experience. That didn't happen for her. She's all the way across and she is okay. She wants you to know that she was just done. She just was done. She was done with being in pain. She just couldn't do it anymore. And the thing that you have to know when you do the kind of work that Katie and I do is that we know that people who die by suicide go to the same place everybody else does. Mm -hmm. There's no big old timeout room called hell for people. There isn't. That's not how this works at all. And she's okay. And she's not suffering or no. being punished or anything like that. She just, she couldn't handle this life anymore. And she checked out. And that sucks. But she's okay. She's okay. And so she doesn't want you to worry about her. Yeah. 
and that, you know, now in this place, she can actually be of help to you where she feels like she really couldn't before. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just as Katie was, was telling, um, or Elizabeth that, Mm -hmm. you know, asking, saying her name, asking her to, you know, help you with something or be there for you, be present for you. She will. She most definitely will. Yeah, most certainly. Yeah. Most certainly. That, Christy, that was the first message I had from her too when I first read that message was, I had to stop my pain. Yeah. Had to stop my pain. She just couldn't do it anymore. Also, let's be very clear. You weren't going to stop this. No, not in any way. This was 100% her choice. Mm-hmm. If that's, a t- that's a really tough one for family and friends that go, what should I have done? What could I have done? You weren't going to stop this. It was happening. She was done. She had made a decision. And so please don't, you know, take yourself to that place. You didn't cause this. People who want to be stopped, tell and ask for help. Yeah. People who don't just do it. And, you know, ultimately it it, it is a singular choice and, you know, you can't have stopped it. And ultimately for her, it was a good thing. It was what she needed. And the the stigma around it, I feel like we really have to work on because, you know, that's been created by control. And I'm not saying I'm pro-suicide. I'm not. But I I don't want anyone to feel like their family member has gone to a horrible place and is being, you know, tortured or punished or whatever. They're not. They're not. No, and it's so wildly unfair that we have gaslighted people into thinking that. It's horrible. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. Not cool at all. Uh, Katie, Cranky would like help creating boundaries with parents and siblings. Mm-hmm. They can be hurtful sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's the first step, right? Is recognizing for yourself personally, what are the things that I could do without? Are they are these family dinners where comments are made? Are they phone calls? Are they texts? Are they sideways jabs? Because I feel like in the moment, you don't really get an opportunity or you, you kind of get dumbstruck, you know, and you can't really respond. You don't know what to do. And then later you're upset with yourself and upset that uh, you let this go. And so I think really uh, some, you know, getting really clear with yourself on what the things are that are the triggers. And then when they come up, being brave enough to say, when you say that, it makes me feel like you don't respect me or it makes me feel like you don't care about me or whatever it is, but really use your words. Cause here's the thing, Cranky, they're not going anywhere. They're not. Mm-hmm. It is okay for you to use your words on this one and express to them how you're feeling. It does not mean they're going to cut ties with you or that these relationships are going to end. I feel like they do not realize a lot of it is very backhanded. And I feel like they don't realize how much pain they're causing. Now it's not nice and it's not right. But I feel like people have gotten away with this for so long, you know? Yeah. It's also okay to say, I'm not going to come over here for a while if you guys can't stop constantly taking jabs at me over my whatever, you know? Make your own boundary and say, I'm not, mom, I'm not coming over here for a while. If every time I come over here, all you want to do is talk about how you don't like my husband or whatever it is, you know? You set the boundary and you've been living in fear of them being mad at you or cutting you off or or whatever with you. Let's flip the script a little there and let them know that you're not doing it either. You're you're not putting up with that. I think it's also okay for you to point out 
you know, I don't do that to you. I would never say that to you. And I really need you to consider why you talk to me that way and ask you to stop because it really hurts me. And I I don't want to feel like this anymore. You're going to have to do it. Mm -hmm. And I know you can. I know you can. Mm -hmm. They're never going to just magically get it. Uh Uh-uh. Because most people don't. I mean, so often people are doing or saying something that's hurtful. They have no idea, you know. So it's our job to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this one, too, because it's a kitty. Um, Innocuous says, my kitty is sick. Can you see what's wrong? Bet finds nothing. Oh. Should I sing the Jeopardy song? I hope we don't get, you know, copyrighted for that or whatever. Yeah, look what you just did. Alex is going to haunt us. Yeah. Kidding. That was a horrible thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have thoughts on the kitty. Were you looking at the kitty or did you want me no, to look at the I was asking for you to look at the kitty. Okay. I That's why sure. I was singing the Jeopardy song because I was giving I'm just looking in the chat room. The I had some thoughts on the kitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was, that's where the Jeopardy song came from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Innocuous, I feel like there is something internal going on with your kitty. I just cannot not. See, well, that's horrible. Who talks like that? I feel um, like. When I feel your kitty, I'm feeling a lot of heat right in her midsection. And I feel like it's right among the, uh, like, I'm looking at kidneys. I'm looking at liver. It's right in there that I feel like there is something happening. I know. Okay. So you've been to your vet and they haven't found anything. Here's the thing. I would, if I were you, I would give this maybe not a whole lot more time. And I think I'd go to another vet and get a second opinion. I feel like maybe we're kind of stuck in a loop right now of a vet who maybe has an ego involved or maybe just, you know, is only seeing things one way. You're not wrong. There is something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I do think your kitty needs some better, you know, needs some care here. Needs, And so that that's my best advice for you is that we get a second opinion because I'm with you. There's something going on. Yeah. I can feel that heat. I can feel that pressure. There's something up. Sometimes that's the way to go, though. Second opinion. Okay, I'm, we're going to do our last two. We aren't going to get to you all today. I'm sorry. Just a reminder: you can find me at the Purple Ocean app, and you can find Katie at OneTwoListen.com. So you can always come to us. Um, Katie, I'm going to take Kirsten, but will you take Jessica's question about the yellow roses? Yes. So I'm going to, Kirsten, here's some things I want to say to you. I do feel that you will be financially stable this year, but I do feel that you will have some opportunities to reprioritize yourself, that there are going to be some times that you feel like you don't have enough, but you actually do. So I want to challenge you about how you are looking at your money and really work on some gratitude around what you do have 
rather than focusing on what you don't have. And then I want you to get one of those budgeting apps. I cannot remember the name of the one that I know. Lots of people I know use it. That really helps you identify where your money is going to help you to figure out where are you spending money you don't really need to spend to help you get through a time that will be a little bit leaner. But you are going to be okay. You are most definitely going to be okay. Yeah. Awesome. Jessica, I love this question so much. She said, my grandmother's favorite flowers are yellow roses. She says they smell the sweetest. When my grandfather died, there was a huge bouquet of yellow roses on top of the casket from his current wife. I can't ask my grandmother because she has dementia, but I'm dying to know what the significance is. I know there's something. I can sense it. I just don't know what. I love this. So grandma, poor grandma. So she's so dang cute. She is so far out of her body. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel like she's just. I actually feel like she, they've had some beautiful healing between the two of them. It's really sweet. He adopted yellow roses as his favorite because they were her favorite. And they might not have been together anymore. But I feel like he had just, he'd shown preference to yellow roses because she showed preference. And that just kind of became a part of his, his favorites too. So when he died, it was a no-brainer to his current wife that she knew. He'd said before, yellow roses. Smell the best. They smell the sweetest. It, it came directly from her, and it so so sweet. Mm-hmm, so that's what he got. Um, very sweet healing between them, though. I want you to know that because um, she's so disattached from her body at this point, or unattached. Uh, you know, she's partying. Yeah. So anyway, they've had some good times she's too. To, yeah, so they've had a good chance to connect. So there is significance there. That That's a sweet little testament to the love that they did have at one point and the connection that they still have to each other. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we have done it. We are out of time. Thank you all so yeah. much for being here and participating and being in the chat. And for those of you listening after the fact, we couldn't do this without you. And we really appreciate you very much. Uh, keep an eye out for some pop-ups this weekend. You just never know what might pop up. We also, have fun <laughs> oh planned. Yes. That can be taken really wrong. And I immediately went there. I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Also on Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain, I am teaching Crystals 101 for Spirit School. So if you're in Spirit School, join me. If you haven't joined Spirit School, but you would like to, Just go to the homepage of our YouTube channel and click on join. That's our membership where we do teach some metaphysical classes just to those of you who are in the class. So I'm excited to, I'm a, I'm a crystal nerd. I'm, I am maybe the crystal nerd. I don't know. I was going to say, this is like super dork status. I mean, it is super dork status at this point. Yes. So I will be there teaching that and I'm excited to uh, do that with you guys. Yes. And then Tuesday afternoon, There will be a second edition of Spirit School, our last one for the month. And I will be bringing you uh, some animal communication tips and tricks. I love that. It's so fun. That's why we know cats are jerks, man, because we communicate with cats. And they are jerks. (laughs) I love cats. Don't worry. I have four. I have four. But you know, when you start communicating with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have many stories about communicating with cats. Oh, yeah. The shit they pull. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Well, you all know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters, and we really love you all. So thanks for being here tonight. Thanks, guys. Take care. 
And we are back. Sorry, you guys. The internet at Christy's house uh, went bonkers and threw mm -hmm. us off. Surely did. And I will tell you, I tackled it. I pinned it down. I harassed it. And then I wrestled it. And now it's working fine. That's right. Because it heard the word from me. <laughs> I take no shit. That's right. Ah, well, that's what being live is about. Sometimes you are going to have tech problems. So true. Yeah, I'm just uh, labeling our live stream here. So Thursday oh, yeah. night part two. Alrighty. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you guys. It is what it is, but let's keep going. So Apophilite. I won't go into that big old story again. That two more pieces. Yay! We missed, but <laughs> but we love Apophilite because our dad yeah. ended up buying us a pile of it while we were down there. Yeah, and we bought some, so he thought we must have a whole lot more. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, every time he'd walk past there, those guys would recognize him and they'd start offering him an even better deal. Yeah. So even after we flew home, he'd be calling us going, you guys, I got another box for X amount of dollars. Like he just, you know, he was living it yeah. up. He just so, kept doing it. It was pretty great. We had so much of it. We were able to sell it for a stupidly good price because this is expensive yeah. stuff. And mm. we brought home a ton of it too, because yeah, because our dad bought it all for us and he was so excited about it. Probably the only crystals the band yeah. ever bought us, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because he would have probably not known what to buy. But anyway, so it's, <laughs> it's important stuff. But Apophyllite, again, if you are wanting a stone that is just good for the crown chakra, good for staying balanced in the crown, good for communicating with the other side, with higher dimensions. This is a really good stone for that. It is. Yeah. And then the last show and tell I have is green obsidian. Oh, yeah. Love green obsidian. This came from Brazil. We have a friend who, uh, well, it continues to actually. Uh, he's indigenous and he has gone all over the world to other indigenous people to learn uh, from their medicine people and their customs and things. And it's been really cool because we've had lots of opportunities to benefit from what he's learning and buy stones mm -hmm. from him from the places he goes. So this uh, gorgeous piece came from Brazil and it just is an amazing heart chakra stone. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Yeah. So that's what's up. And definitely if you posted a reading request uh, in the last live stream before we, you know, went to pieces, we missed it. It didn't come back. So yeah. you'll want to post that again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So if you have any crystals questions for us, we'd love to answer them. And mm -hmm. if you want a crystal suggestion, we'll do that too. And if you have something mm -hmm. else you want need from us, we can do that too. It looks like we still have 15 minutes, so we'll, we'll keep on going. Yes. So the only other thing I wanted to say about crystals is that there are certain ways that you connect with crystals. There's certain ways to use them. And so Christy, would you talk to us a little bit about what activates the properties of a crystal mm -hmm. and, you know, just good care. So what activates the properties of a crystal is either to change its temperature or put pressure on it. That's, and you'll see like in, you know, scientific uses of crystals, that's exactly what they do. Something puts pressure or there's a temperature change on a stone to make it either um, hold an energy or release an energy. Like, you know, diamonds and garnets and um, quartz crystal and that kind of thing. And we can, uh, we can benefit from the same thing. So holding a stone in your hand, you'll notice it warms up, causing it to release its properties. 
or rubbing a stone with your thumb. That's my absolute favorite thing. Anything like this piece of it, um, uh, petrified wood is one of my favorite, like palm stones. If you like to just rub one with your thumb, something like this mm -hmm. is great. And so, you know, interacting with the stone and giving it opportunity to interact with your body is really important. Carrying a stone in your pocket is great because if you've ever had a stone in your pocket, you know that that stone gets warm. Yeah. It's coming into contact with your energy body and it's releasing its properties by warming up. So those are things you need to remember. It's not just about keeping it on a shelf. You need to actually physically come into contact with it. Yeah. Awesome. How about clearing stones? There are a lot of ways to clear stones and you want to clear stones because stones hold energy. That is what they're meant to do. Now they have a certain energy of their own, but they also pick up energy. Um, particularly like a piece of, this is fluorite. Fluorite is a stone that picks up a lot of energy, um, but really they all do. So there are several ways to clear them. You can um, wash them in water, but not all stones can be in water. And so you want to learn about your stones um, because some of them are too soft for that. Some of them you can sit in salt overnight. Again, you can't do that with all stones, so learn about them. One great way is to sit them outside overnight on the full moon to release their, um, you know, to release the energy and to charge them with good energy. Uh -huh. And there are lots of other ways in uh, energy healing pro uh, processes that that's one of the things I do a lot of teaching of. And I'm going to do some teaching on that over at Spirit School. I think I'm, that's what I'm going to do actually for my class this month, which is next week. It's next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific If you or Mountain. Dang it. Why do I say that? I know why, but it's been a long time. Um, I'm going to do a class on crystals. So we're going to go a little deeper in using stones. And, and I'm going to teach you some stuff about how to clear them, how to charge them that kind of thing. So that's for spirit schools for next week. So Great. if you aren't in there, you want to learn about that. It's just our membership through YouTube. So you go join the membership. There's a button on our, the front of our YouTube page that says join, click on that. And then you've joined our subscription. And that means that you are um, able to go to the three things we do a month, which is two classes and one guided imagery meditation. And so they are on the, we have Sundays at, on Tuesdays, no, no, the second and the third, the second and the fourth Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain and the fourth Tuesday at 7 p.m. Mountain are when the classes are. That's when they're live streamed. You don't have to go to them live, um, but you can always post your questions on those videos and we will help you. So I'm going to do stones next Tuesday and teach you some very specific ways to use them, to clear them, to charge them, uh, you know, and, and how to determine what stone is good for what issue. So I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of fun stuff. I generally awesome. call that crystals 101. So I'm going to teach that next week. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Cranky wondered uh, if you could tell her about the properties of turquoise. She's very attracted to it. And that's a good conversation because a lot of turquoise isn't really turquoise. So it's good to uh, talk about this one and know. Yeah, it's the real deal because um, uh, magnesite is a stone that is used to fake turquoise a lot. But real turquoise is very good for the throat chakra, but it's also a really high vibrating spiritual um, stone stone similar to lapis lazuli 
uh, it's been used in, you know, spiritual verb linea. But you want, want to make sure where you're sourcing your turquoise from so it's real. So it's definitely real turquoise. Yeah. I don't think turquoise is so frequently I faked. have a nice piece of turquoise and it's it's over there where I can't get to it. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. So definitely one of the best ways you know that you're getting real turquoise is to buy it from a mine. There are a lot of yeah, turquoise mines from Kingston or yeah, yeah. direct Lots then, of you turquoise know. turquoise mines in Montana or Nevada. Mm -hmm. And Nevada and Arizona. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to know. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if there's any more crystal. Oh, innocuous. I uh, wondered if there's a particular crystal to help you with your health. Just in general, a health crystal. Well, okay. Yeah. I would say, honestly, I would say like a, a root crown stone, like Tibetan quartz is a root crown stone. What that means is it's a there's a black there's a black stone inside of a clear stone, and so it's it balances your root chakra and your crown, mm -hmm. and so that, that in general is going to um, improve your health. So, um, so like a piece of tourmalinated quartz, so it has black tourmaline inside of it, or a piece of Tibetan quartz. Either of those would be good. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Alrighty. Let me see if there's any more crystal questions and then we'll keep going. Colleen said her coworker keeps her crystals in her bra. Only the ones that are related to the chakras from the heart and up. That's awesome. Uh, a lot yeah. of people do that. I used to do that when I worked not at home. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, in our store, it was so funny because people would lean over and all their crystals would fall out of their bra on the floor, you know, women, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, they were like, oh, sorry, and picking them all up. And we're like, well, you're like the third person. <laughs> today to do that so it's really fine uh, but that's very common <laughs> i had a coworker that told me that she ripped her bra off and uh it flipped across a crystal across the room and hit her daughter in the head <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i got one stuck that in our dryer good. one time yeah i always carry stones with me and one time our dryer wouldn't turn for a long time and we were poor at the time and just couldn't do anything about it so we were going to the um the laundromat and then my wife, Rhonda, got looking in there to see if she could figure out why. And there was a, a, a little clear quartz point jammed in the side of the drum, keeping the dryer from turning. And when she pulled it out, her dryer was totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly ruined yeah. a whole dryer. <laughs> Nearly. Very close. Well, let's do a few readings. So. Sure. JR said, can I get an energy reading for my uncle and help his mom who has passed to help him? And I would love to take a look at that one. In the meantime, mm -hmm. Christy, oh, Lauren wanted to know, are most crystals universal in their effect on people? Oh, you know, and the answer to that is no, they're not. I mean, in general, there are, you know, if you read like the Judy Hall books or whatever, um, the melody books about crystals, you know, you'll get a lot of this crystal is for this, you know, but lots of people have different energetic and emotional responses to various stones. Like we've talked about here on before that I hate Moldavite. I hate it with a fiery passion. I don't like to touch it. I don't even like to be in the same room with it. And lots of, you know, healers and teachers and 
psychics like me love it and find it really high vibrating. So it's not unusual for you to like really love one stone and really hate another. That's okay. It's really important to just really trust yourself about what feels good to you because you're definitely going to find some differences from person to person when it comes to stones. So I always encourage people, you know, I give guidelines around, Hey, this stone is good for that. Or this stone is good for that. As long as that feels good to you, because if it doesn't, that's, that's okay. Try something else, you know, and in our, when we get into this more deeply in our spirit school class next week, I'll talk a little bit about how you figure out what stone is good for what situation. And it, it's a way that will help you to determine like lots of different kind, lots of different stones that could work for the same situation. So you then use one that you feel drawn to. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. So JR, I moved into your uncle's space through you and his mom is all over that. She was already all over that. I'm, I want you to know that she said that she she's heard your pleas to come. And she also, uh, you know, is very aware of what's happening with him. Uh, wow. Really struggling and suffering right now a lot. So mm. I grounded him. I wrapped him up in a lot of pink light for just for comfort. I feel like that's what he needs more than anything right now. And not just your mom or his mom, but it looks to me like there's a grandma here, a grandpa, a few uncles. Like there's a lot of people that have passed really circling him and supporting him. So I want you to know that. And also that your efforts are being noticed, you know, that the way that you are caring about him, worrying about him and sending good vibes to him, that that's noticed as well. So keep up your good work as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. RJ would love a crystal suggestion. Just a general one. Yeah. You know, RJ, I'm immediately drawn to either tiger's eye or tiger iron. So the difference is, you know, tiger's eye is, it can be yellow, red, or blue. Tiger iron is tiger's eye that has some hematite in it. If you can see these little, like this is a piece of red tiger iron. So these are stones that help with your self-esteem. And they're also protective and balancing of the root chakra. So particularly the tiger irons. So they just have little veins of hematite through them. And hematite is a grounding and protection stone. So they're a great combo work together in one stone. I have several different pieces here of it, but I would encourage you to look for a piece of tiger iron. Easy to find, inexpensive, great little stone to carry in your pocket. Use it as a palm stone. I feel like it will help to boost your self-esteem, but also help to encourage a sense of safety and stability in your life. Awesome. Okay. Oriana said, people never like what I bring to potlucks. Why? My maternal grandmother, Genevieve, had the same problem. So here's what I got from that, actually. Oh, I looked into it because I was like, what the heck? Why? I feel like with you, it's because there was once upon a time that uh, you just brought something that nobody was drawn to. And now it's created this like sense of anxiousness. Like when there's a potluck, you're almost like, oh no, not this again, you know? And so whatever you're bringing, I feel like might just kind of have that energy of anxiousness written all over it. So here's my suggestion yeah. to you. Whatever you bring, bless it. 
on your way in. Just bless it. Mm-hmm. So that it's not, and maybe even clear it, you know, use some energy work and clear it so that you're, it's not carrying that energy of uh, being anxious or concerned, you know, because I feel like that's what's actually kind of repelling people now is mm-hmm. that worried energy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also feel like you might try being, yeah. bringing something really um, simple like um, chips or cookies or brownies from the store or something like that just to kind of break the pattern. You know what I mean? Yes. That's a great idea. Great idea. I wanted to say hi to Danny and Tracy, both just popping in. Yeah. Uh, and Maureen said, bring brownies, never go wrong, right? True. Yeah. It is true. My my son plays college football and they have a game on Saturday because, of course, their season is in the spring this year. And their coach had sent out a note. The parents feed the kids the night before the game. And sadly, I never get to be a part of that because we live so far away. But he said, um, I need to ask several parents to bring a few sheet pans of brownies. <laughs> he said, that seems to be the favorite dessert. And uh, that's what the boys, uh, they seem to do well with that. So could I get a, several parents to bring a few sheet pans? I went, my God. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it a takes lot a lot of brownies to feed a football team. <laughs> Apparently, true. it does. Yeah. Okay. Moonbeam says, any messages for me from my guides or angels? Thank you. Uh, Christy, do you want to grab Moonbeam and I'll grab Candace? Candace oh. says, I'm still pretty new around this channel. But I'd take any messages or stone suggestions or anything in general. I'm pretty open. So, yeah, if you want to grab Moonbeam, I'll grab Candace. I'm afraid we stalled again. I am hoping you guys can still see me. Man, what a weird tech night we're having, huh? Okay. Well, I'm going to keep going until I hear otherwise. So, actually... So, Moonbeam, I think instead of reading for you, I'm just going to go ahead... And pull you a crystal to, in the essence of time. So we're doing this like divination. I actually pulled you. Oh, look at this adorable, adorable little amethyst. All right. So uh, I feel like for you, it's an amethyst because it's all about increasing your intuition. Life is complicated. The last year has been so hard on sensitive people. So many uncertainties and so much heavy energy to wade through. People are working on jobs and relationships, energy work, self-development, and health. So why call me? Because my clients are my family. When you invite me onto your team, I will do all that I can to help you shift from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. I can help you shift from uncertainty, stress, fear, lack into a place of joy, peace, clarity, and abundance. Give me a call. Katie Weaver, Professional Psychic Advisor over at 12listen.com. Hi, I'm Christy Brower, podcaster and professional psychic. I have spent the last 14 years honing my skills as a psychic and a healer. 
I work on the Purple Ocean app. You can find it in any of the app stores. And I am available every day for video and chat readings. I specialize in pattern breaking, uh, particularly in relationships, but really in any area of your life. If you're feeling stuck and like you can't move on or you can't let something go, I am the reader for you. That is exactly what I focus on. It's what I love to do. I love to help stuck people get moving and I've been doing it for many years and have been very successful at it and can do that for you as well. So if you are having trouble letting go of a relationship or a fear or a challenge of any kind in your life, come see me at Purple Ocean and we will do everything we can, me and my guidance system and my intuition and you, because it's always a package deal that we work together, but we will find a way to break that pattern for you. So come see me over at Purple Ocean and let's break your patterns. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.